0: Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, I'll be doing something that I have not done in a while, maybe even a couple months. And that is to answer readers' emails, to answer some emails that I received from readers asking questions about uh, different life situations and wanting to get some input or advice on various different things. So let's do that. Let's dive right into that. This first question is from a guy who works at a government job, and I'm not going to give too many details about this guy's situation, but the, the, the basic gist of it is is uh, he wants to know how to handle a situation where he's afraid that his current boss might uh, write him a negative evaluation or might uh, not give him a good recommendation to a, another job that he's applying to right now. This is the situation. He he works at a job, a uh, government government type of job, and he wants to transfer from his current position to a new and better position in a different country. And as part of this job application process, he has to get recommendations from current and previous employers, which is a common thing that has to be done whenever you're applying for a uh, a job in a new place. But he says that he's very valued in his current position and he's afraid that his current boss might resent the fact that he's leaving or wants to leave and basically might try to screw him on the way out. Screw him on the way out. It's kind of a common common feature you you, uh, you hear about with uh, Jobs is the old, you know, screw the guy over on his way out the door. And he's always done a good job at, at his... Uh, at his various positions, but but he he says that his current boss has made it clear that uh, he needs him there, and he wants him there. And the guy who's asking me the question is afraid that this new prospective employer that he is applying to might call back or this current boss might write a, write a recommendation that might not be very good. He's afraid that his current boss is going to screw him, basically, in applying for this new job position. So that's the, that's, and uh, my, uh, my questioner's issue is, he's, he's, he's afraid that that's going to happen. and He's wondering if he, sh- if he should preemptively call the new employer. And say something like, "Hey, you know, my my current boss is uh, is a uh, uh, might say something bad about me. Just wanted to give you a heads up, blah 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 blah." He's he thinks that he might need to do some preemption, is what he thinks. And this is my opinion on that. Okay, I've been in these types of situations before, and first of all. You know it's obvious that this is kind of a this guy who's asking me this question is a younger guy because it's it's again it's it's usually the younger guys who obsess about things, overthink things, stress about things, worry about things and i don't I don't mean that in a as a as a criticism. I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm just saying that a lot of the younger guys I've noticed they tend to cogitate about things, they think about things, they analyze them, they reanalyze them and in so doing they tend to overthink things they tend to give things more importance than they deserve and in in many ways it's kind of endearing because it reminds me of when i was that age when i was in my 20s or 30s and you know you're always stressing about every little thing and worried about what someone's going to think and the implications and and complications of all this stuff so let me give you my opinion all right first of all my advice to this guy is, you can't control what other people do. The first thing you need to get through your cranium is you cannot control what other people do or say. Okay, you cannot control that. So obsessing about it and stressing about it is a waste of time. And if you allow your anxieties and your obsessions and your worries to take hold of you, other people are going to pick up on it. If you... In any way, communicate with or contact this new prospective boss or employer. And in, and in any way, communicate that you're worried about what your current boss is going to say. He's going to think that there's something wrong. Okay, You're going to create a problem where there is no problem. So don't do that. Don't do anything. Calm down is my advice. Calm down. Chill your ass out. Do your job. Focus on the job at hand. Don't worry about the implications or complications or the uh, permutations of what may happen or might not happen and all this other bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. Focus on the job at hand. That's what you need to do now. Focus on the job at hand, and things will take care of themselves. If you start to allow your fears and worries to uh, control your thoughts, your, people are going to pick up on that, and your new and guaranteed the new employer is going to think that you're, there's something wrong with you, and you're not you're not going to get the job. Okay, so don't shoot yourself in the foot. Have faith to some degree uh, with the judgment of others. People are not stupid. Anyone who's been in the job market knows that employers who are petty, who are mean spirited, who are incompetent, who are dorks, they do things like this. They hold back. They They resent the fact that their underlings want to get better jobs over their heads. They know that. It's not a surprise. You don't need to explain that. You don't need to analyze that. You don't need to talk about that. This new employer should already know that that's the work dynamic that's going on. And if he's anyone of any brain power, he's going to see through the the uh, negative reviews or negative recommendations of someone who's being malicious have have faith You know have faith if you've done a good job through your work career You should already have a track record in place So this new boss is going to be able to see right off the bat whether you're worth a shit or not okay and if some Jackass boss tries to say something that runs counter to your track record, he's going to know that. If you're a shitbag, yeah, he's he, it. It might influence him because uh, other people have said the same thing. But you, but if you've got a good track record, someone randomly saying something negative about you is not it, is not going to resonate. People aren't stupid. People know what's going on. So my advice to you is chill out, relax. Stop trying to control everybody. Stop stop trying to control events. Focus on the job at hand. And good things will happen. The best things that have happened in my life have come about when I just stopped obsessing about things. Stop worrying about it. Like a twig moving down the current in a mighty stream. You have to imagine yourself just going with the flow. All right. Now, having said all that, Having said all that, I will say that there is a very, very small percentage of people in the world who are truly malicious and will try to do malicious things. So you should monitor the situation in the sense that you should, if possible, try to probe, if you can, indirectly, after the fact, after you've gotten the new job, and if you find out that someone has has, uh, has said malicious things about you behind your back, then you need to file that away for future reference. You need to file that away for future reference. But I don't think any of that's really necessary. It's very rare for people to do, to do something that's truly malicious for no reason. It does happen. And I will say this, in extreme situations, if you find that someone has written a fitness report or an evaluation that goes into your personal file in some job, and if it's truly based on malice, if it's not based on fact, if it's not based on the truth, if it's an anomaly, then there may be a way to, to, to protest it. There may be a way to contest it and, ha- and have it removed from your record. There is a way to do things like that in the military. I know that. I know that for a fact. If you find that you've got some boss who writes you a negative fitness report that's truly malicious and is not reflective of the truth, you can get affidavits from people who worked with you, who served with you, who know the type of job that you did, who know that you did a good job. And you can get statements from people, and you can, you can have negative information that's put in your file that thrown out. But that's rare. In other, in other words, you can appeal something to maybe some higher board of records or something. But I'm not saying that's necessary. I'm just saying that there may be a mechanism in the job that you have to deal with malicious uh, paper writers. I'm not saying that you're going to have to use that because I think your default rule should be just to calm down and watch what happens. But what I am saying is that there is a very small percentage of people in the world who might try to do something that's truly malicious. And if so, you take the action that you need to take. You, you find out what the procedure is for appealing or disputing things, and you deal with it in that way. So that, that should be a, uh, an answer, that I think, that you can wrap your mind around. All right, let's go to the next question here. The next question, this is an, a different guy. And he's writing about casual dress culture. He says, Do you believe our culture here in the U.S. has become way too casual with how we dress and how we look? To me, it seems like we've devolved a great deal compared with previous generations. One of my favorite movies, Road to Perdition, highlights how men and women dressed in the 1920s, 30s, and it was much more formal and elegant back then. I think we could go further as a country and culture if people dressed up more, both at work and outside of work within reason i'm curious for your thoughts on this matter, of course you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. Uh, we have in general decayed in our standards and in our uh, haberdashery, if you want to use that word. We have declined, I think, in our appearance. You go out now to a a public space and you see people that are disgustingly overweight you see people you see women dressed in in yoga pants. Uh, you see men dressed like bums who just rolled out of bed, unshaven, unkempt, uh, overweight. Yes, we have declined. We have decayed as a people, as a culture. Uh, and in our dress and our manners and our, um, our ethics, in, in every conceivable way, you're absolutely right. And do I think that we need a general improvement in dress? Absolutely, I, I think we, we need that you know because it ties into standards what what's been lost really over the past 60 70 years is the, the whole idea of standards the whole idea of accountability you know when you it, it, it didn't matter in the old days whether you were rich or, or poor if you went out in public you were expected to look like a presentable human being not like a disgusting bum because it's you know why the, you know you know the reason why it's a matter of respect it all comes down to respect. And that's what a lot of these people out there now lack. You know, when you, when you, They mistakenly think that, oh, it's my body. I can do whatever I want. It's my body. I can become a fat, disgusting loser if I want. Or I can go around dressed like a bum with a T-shirt and, and uh, rags hanging off me like an unwashed, unkempt bum. And that's okay because it's my choice. Well, you know what? My answer to that is no, it isn't your choice. It is not your choice. You are part of a a society that is bonded collectively of individuals. Every man, every woman has a responsibility to every other member in that society to live up to some minimum standard of care. There's a minimum quantum of, of care that needs to be displayed by every member of society. We don't ask much but you're expected to show respect. You're expected to show some degree of respect to other people. And part of that covenant of respect is not to offend people with your filthy uh, degenerate appearance. Because it is offensive. You know and and I, you know I don't think I'm overreacting when I say that. When you go out and when you see someone who it doesn't care, doesn't know, doesn't listen, has no respect for himself or, or for others, it's offensive. It makes it makes me think that not only does this person not respect himself, he doesn't respect anybody. Because if you don't respect yourself, even to uh, provide for a minimum level of, of, of decorum and, and decency, then what, how are you going to treat other people? That's what it says to me. That's what it says to me. It's about respect, and that's what I think we're lacking now is they don't respect anybody. The people, these these degenerate, disgusting monsters that you see, and they truly are monsters in many ways. uh, It's it's almost a a degenerative form of humanity. Uh, Someone who just allows their body to just completely uh, become uh, an object of horror. Uh, It's. um, it's 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 pathetic it truly is and you know it's it's not about it's not about poor or rich or middle class it's not about money it doesn't it doesn't cost very much to take care it costs very little to take care of yourself and i'm not saying that people should go around dressed in three piece suits i'm not saying that at all i'm not saying that at all all i'm saying is there's no reason For people, for most people, to be grossly obese, there's no reason at all for people to allow their uh, grooming to decline to such a level where they literally look like they're just dipped in grease. There's no reason for that. None. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And unfortunately, we live in a society now where you're not allowed to hold people to any standards. You're not allowed to hold them to standards. They think they can do whatever they want. People think they can say what they want, they can do what they want, and you have to just accept it. And this is the problem. This really is the problem. It's a, it's a matter of degenerative uh, ethical views of what it means to be in a society. When you're living in a society, you have, res- you have a responsibility not to just to yourself. Okay? You're not an island unto yourself where you can just do whatever you want. What you do, what you say, how you behave affects everyone else. And you're expected to toe the line. You're expected to toe the line. And if you can't do that, then in the old days, you were were forced to do that. You were made to do that through social conditioning, through shaming, through uh, other remedial measures. And it's uh, it's a shame that we've lost that but maybe the pendulum will swing back to how it was at some point i think people are going to realize that hey we've lost the ability to to discipline people because this is this is really where dress where dress codes really really uh, come into play in schools when students are young you've got to use that as a way to enforce discipline it's a critical absolutely critical way of enforcing discipline absolutely critical and we knew that for centuries, but of course, in the sixties and seventies, and 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 after that, we everyone thought that they could just throw out all those centuries of, of of experience and just think they can just do whatever they want. And we've seen what the results of that are. What the results of that are is what we have now. We have a society of of no discipline, no standards, no respect, no no morals. So that's my views on that those are my views and the next the final question here same guy is a different question he, he says reaching out to help younger men he says given the recent upsetting news as of late with regards to the school shooting in florida how can we as men who listen to your podcast and are aware of the recent attacks on masculinity what can we do to help out and reach young and even older guys in our community There are organizations out there like Big Brother, Big Sister, but I believe there is a serious need for a men's-only club, like in the old days, to be started. More than just a virtual forum or website, to my mind, in America especially, we need a men's-only club place where we can mentor, help guys out, especially if they're going through a tough time. Well, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I wish that I had better things that... uh, specific organizations i could point to but sadly they they just don't exist anymore that's really one of the tragedies is that all of the institutions out there that used to uh, inculcate younger men with masculine virtues with the idea of bonding and standards and and uh, you know learning those traditions have all been converged have all been uh, dismantled by the the ethic of the era, which is, uh, well, you know what it is. you You've seen what's happened to uh, the schools. You've seen what's happened to the churches, what's happened to, like, say, the Boy Scouts. You've seen what's all of these organizations that used to provide some level of uh, at least something of teaching young men how to act, how to behave, uh, how to... Uh, to learn productive and and, uh, and useful things. They've all been been um, diluted, let's put it that way, to put it in a polite way. I don't know really, uh, uh, I'm trying to keep this as, as polite as I can, but they've all been dismantled. They've all been allowed to be turned into like everything else in society now. So that being the case, I, I have to tell you, I think that we're li- we're going through a very dark period right now. We're going through a very much a, a dark age if you want to call it that and the best that we can all do is to try to uh... stay true to those traditions and customs of of the um of the olden days and try to pass them on to others uh... try to read the books that are out there try to adopt the habits of the great exemplars of history and If you have a chance to try to help out a younger guy, like on on a one-on-one basis, then you should do that. You should do that. Or if you have a chance to speak to a group of students, or if you have a chance to have an effect on younger people's lives, then you should do that. But in terms of formal organizations to join, you know, there's just honestly there there just really aren't any that come to mind. I, I mean, I still do think that the military is is worth joining. Even though it's it's also in many ways adopted a lot of these um, talking points, these politically correct talking points that I think are not to its mission and not to its benefit. I think it still is better than nothing, and I would still recommend it. Um, you know, but in terms of organizations, other than that, I you know I just I, I can't say that I see them out there. I think now we're in a, we're in a situation and we're in a period now where each man has to try to keep the torch alive in his own way and you can do it in many ways you know whatever your my advice is find out what you're good at find out what your talent is and find a way to impart that talent to someone else that's the best thing you can do because young men listen to example they're not going to listen to you just preaching to them they want to see you set the example and that's really what you need to try if you really want to try to have an impact on someone's life what you can do is try to find a way that you're using your skill in a, in a way that you're communicating it to someone else Like I don't know what you're good at if you're good at music try to use that if you're good at writing use that if you're good at speaking use that if you're good at uh, whatever sports do something there's always a way but everyone has to make that uh, decision in his uh, in his own way, in his own time. Every man has to kind of find out what is the best way to, to bring about that change. I know what's what, what. I what I do, you know. I found that writing is uh, is the vehicle. Writing and translating are the are the vehicles that, uh, for me, are what I'm good at. And so those are the ways that I um, communicate my worldviews out there. But everyone has to find his own way. So I, I I wish I had a better answer for you about that because there are there really aren't any specific clubs or or organizations that I can think of. Uh, but I do think they are important, and I, in, in the old days, many of them existed, not not just. Not just in schools, but in fraternities in college, there were guilds, there were business organizations, these all these all these business all these business, or business organizations now that are basically just jokes at one point served a useful purpose. They were guilds, they were ways for like-minded individuals to get together and to and to, um, and to um, you know bond. But the problem is we're living in a society now where masculinity is somehow looked upon as somehow bad or somehow suspect, somehow suspect, and uh, it's 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 deeply offensive, and it's wrong, and it's harmful, and we're going to pay a very, very high price for that in the years ahead if it continues. We really are, and um, time will tell, so... Those are my thoughts on those three questions. So if you have any additional follow-ups, feel free to let me know. But um, those are my thoughts on those three things. So I will sign out here for now. And we will come back next time with different subjects to discuss. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.